Hello and welcome to All Things Biology. So today I'm joined with my mum. Do you want to introduce yourself briefly? Yeah, my name is Gabriella and I'm Francesca's mum. So my mum is not a biologist. She's like you guys. So today I thought that um, a topic I would discuss with my mum is antibiotic resistance. So what do you know about antibiotic resistance? Um, I think what I know is that over time, antibiotics have become less effective. And so I think that's what's meant by antibiotic resistance. So we we can't use them as or rely on them as, as much as we did in the past. Yeah, so that's that's exactly the gist of it. And more recently, antibiotic resistance has been on the tip of everyone's tongues next to climate change. But do people actually know what it is, and why it's such a big deal. A survey conducted by the UK government in 2017 showed 71% of people agreed with the statement taking antibiotics when you don't need them encourages bacteria that live inside you to become resistant. So that's pretty good. That seems like people people maybe know, right? Yeah, I think people do do know that, but I don't think people actually act on that. Yeah, so... An alarming number of people were also shown in the same survey to be uninformed about antibiotic resistance, with 34% agreeing with the false statement antibiotic resistance is not caused by taking antibiotics. Ooh, okay, that seems like a bit contradictory to the last statement. So demographic data showed that younger adults were less knowledgeable about antibiotic resistance compared to older groups. So it seems like your generation knows. That's really interesting. I wonder why that's the case. So it, this is actually also quite alarming, considering this is a demographic whose lives will be most affected by antibiotic resistance. So it highlights the need, as pointed out by Adam Brimlow in the BBC's report in 2015, for improved education in schools and about antibiotic res- resistance in general, targeting age groups at GCSE and younger. What do you think about that? Do you think that would resolve the antibiotic resistant crisis? I think that's certainly a very good idea whether it would resolve it. I'm not sure. I think it's the food chain as well that's a problem. Yes. Agricultural and medical overuse of antibiotics has placed selection pressure on bacteria living in the environment and within our own bodies. Over time, this has caused evolution to select the bacteria which encodes molecular mechanisms that favour antibiotic resistance, increasing bacteria's likelihood of survival, as just like us, ultimately, their goal is to live in the end. So these molecular mechanisms include drug target modification, enzymatic inactivation, efflux pumps and metabolic bypass. Have you ever heard of those processes? No. No, they're not sort of in the general public's knowledge of bio. I don't think that that was covered at A-level really. If your knowledge of biology doesn't extend to A-level or even even A-level might not cover it, more like degree level, you might be thinking what does any of this mean? You've lost me. So let's look at each of these a little bit closer. So when I say modification of a drug target, what what does what what might you think of when in terms of bacteria and antibiotic resistance? I have no idea. You got no idea? No <laughs> I think idea. I think most people would be with you. Let me explain a little bit further. So enzymes deactivate antibiotics by altering their structure. Think about a lock and key. Both fit perfectly and 
harmoniously together. But what would happen if a part of your key broke? They no longer fit together, right? This analogy can be used to understand how the modification of a drug target results in reduced functionality of the drug. Let's look at an example, beta-lactamase, an enzyme that binds to an antibiotic called beta-lactam. When it does this, it cleaves. Cleaves means removes, a key ring structure in the molecule. Simultaneously, an acetylating enzyme adds acetyl groups to free hydroxyl groups of the chloramphenicol. This causes a structural change rendering the antibiotic non-functional as it no longer fits to its target, just like an altered key no longer fits into a lock. So what are efflux pumps then? So efflux pumps are a natural process in bacteria that's always been present. Their role is to literally pump toxins out of the bacteria, much like our liver does after a long night out. So naturally, they also pump antibiotics out of bacterial cells, which has become very helpful for them lately. This reduces the antibiotic concentration in the cell and consequentially their toxicity. Efflux pumps are particularly beneficial to the bacteria as they pump out multiple classes of antibiotics, enabling multi-drug resistance, creating the worst of the worst antibiotic-resistant bacteria. An example of this is E. coli's ability to pump out tetracycline from its cells, making it resistant to the drug. Not very good for our cows experiencing mastitis because tetracycline is one of the most popular antibiotics used to treat those cows, which is also one of the reasons why this efflux pump has become so efficient in pumping out antibiotics like tetracycline. So what about horizontal gene transfer? Now that sounds a bit weird, doesn't it? Now it literally is what it sounds. It is the transfer of genes horizontally from one bacteria to a neighbouring bacteria and it enables the spread of their resistance. It's like if you passed me a present, I've now got the present and I pass it to someone else that spreads, spreads the present around, this spreads their antibiotic resistance around by transferring the genes which just amplifies the issue of antibiotic resistance. And metabolic bypass. By metabolic bypass I mean bypass of our treatment mechanisms, bypass of our immune response, which basically results in the prolonged infection with the bacteria. So have you ever heard of bacterial biofilms? No. So these are congregations of bacteria forming a large population which is metabolically inactive in the centre. That means that it's sleeping. It's kind of a sleeping in the centre, okay? The central bacteria, they're dormant. And it makes them unresponsive to antibiotics, which rely on targeting metabolically active processes. Do you see the issue? I do. So the close proximity of bacterial cells within a biofilm increases the rate at which horizontal gene transfer occurs. Now, I mentioned horizontal gene transfer just a minute ago. It is the passing on of antibiotic-resistant genes. So if the bacteria are already close to each other, that just amplifies this issue. Mm. Then we have cells such as persister cells, which further add to the issue by also lying dormant during antibiotic treatment, only to become active after the antibiotic is removed. This is where we see a lot of relapses of bacterial infections that prolong antibiotic resistance. So what does all this mean? So though traditionally, 
It's always been thought that reducing the amount of antibiotics used to below the minimum inhibitory concentration would reduce the likelihood of bacteria developing antibiotic resistance. Studies have shown that evolutionary selection for antibiotic resistance occurs even at these low concentrations for antibiotics, showing that any use of antibiotics is ultimately unsustainable. Wow, that's a big find. What does this mean for our future? Does that just mean we're all screwed? I mean, can we go back to a world without antibiotics? It's quite scary, but maybe there will be other solutions. Yes, it does not need to be so bleak. The answer to antibiotic resistance is using alternative treatment methods. And though we may not know much about them, there are many alternatives, such as bacteriophages, CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing, targeting virulence factors and combination therapies. Pharmaceutical companies have already shifted drug development from funding the creation of new antibiotics onto investigating alternative treatment methods for bacterial infections, kickstarting a new era of treatment for bacterial infections. Wow, that's amazing. There's actually quite a few, quite a few possibilities. So stay tuned to learn more about alternative treatment methods in our future episodes. For any references or to check out any other blogs, have a look at my website, allthingsbiology.com. So these are congregations of bacteria forming a large population which is metabolically inactive in the centre. That means that it's sleeping. It's kind of a sleeping in the centre, okay? The central bacterias, they're dormant. And it makes them unresponsive to antibiotics which rely on targeting metabolically active processes. Do you see the issue? I do. So the close proximity of bacterial cells within a biofilm increases the rate at which horizontal gene transfer occurs. Now, 
I mentioned horizontal gene transfer just a minute ago. It is the passing on of antibiotic-resistant genes. So if the bacteria are all really close to each other, that just amplifies this issue. Mm. Then we have cells such as persister cells, which further add to the issue by also lying dormant during antibiotic treatment, only to become active after the antibiotic is removed. This is where we see a lot of relapses of bacterial infections that prolong antibiotic resistance. So what does all this mean? So traditionally, it's been thought that reducing the amount of antibiotics used to below... They're reducing the amount of antibiotics used to below the minimum, min, to below the minimum. <laughs> so though traditionally, it's always been thought that reducing the amount of antibiotics used to below the minimum inhibitory. Inhibitory. <laughs> below the minimum, below the minimum inhibitory concentration. MIC for short, would reduce the likelihood of bacteria developing antibiotic resistance. Studies such as that of Stanton and colleagues have shown that evolutionary selection for antibiotic resistant occurs even at these low concentrations for antibiotics, showing that any use of antibiotics is ultimately unsustainable. Wow, that's a big find. So, is that it? What does this mean for our future? Does that just mean we're all screwed? I mean, can we go back to a world without antibiotics? It's quite scary, but maybe there will be other solutions. Yes, it does not need to be so bleak. The answer to antibiotic resistance is using alternative treatment methods. And though we know not, though we may not know much about them, there are many alternatives, such as bacteriophages, CRISPR-Cas9 gene editing, targeting virulence factors and combination therapies. Ultimately, pharmaceutical companies have already shifted drug development from funding the creation of new antibiotics onto investigating alternative treatment methods for bacteria.